following is a recording of the Association of Vermont Accreditants Weekly Coronavirus Teleconference Update, dated March 30th, 2020. We've still got a few people dialing in, but I see no reason why we can't get started. We have a number of things to discuss, but first and foremost, we wanted to uh, give you an opportunity, Congressman, to share your insights with Vermont Credit Union, so we've got you on the line here. Um, number one, thank you, Joe, and thanks for all the folks who are on the line. Uh, this doesn't... Uh, compared to our face-to-face -face meetings, which I so enjoy. Uh, but you've been challenged before, but I'm not sure that uh, any of us have been challenged like we are right now. I mean, just uh, step back a minute. Uh, two weeks ago on Saturday, uh, we were on the floor uh, at 1 in the morning voting on the second round of help uh, from the uh, coronavirus uh, epidemic. And there were 600 of us there. And earlier the day before, actually earlier that day, <clears throat> I'd been in the hearing where Dr. Fauci was talking about social distancing and we had 200 people in the room. <clears throat> Obviously the world is a whole new place since then. And we're enforcing, uh, and I think people are accepting the absolute urgency of social distancing as the best strategy to try to avoid getting sick and avoid uh, having people we love get sick. Uh, and Governor uh, Scott is certainly doing. Governor Scott is certainly doing a very uh, good job um, in leading the, the effort here in Vermont. <clears throat> the, the incredible challenge we have is that the responding to the health pandemic, something that we haven't had really in a hundred years. 1918 was the last time there was this worldwide pandemic requires us to employ a strategy where the collateral consequence is that we kind of shut down the economy. And that's what we're all dealing with. I mean, each of you at the enterprise level, working from home, trying to figure out how to, how to, uh, how to do this uh, in this new world. Um, and then you have to do that when the impact on folks who are your borrowers, uh, all, everyone who's your customers, um, is really uh, reeling and trying to figure out mm -hmm. what to do and how to do it and how to how to stand. So, <clears throat> you know, the 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 pandemic threat is huge, and Congress, I think, quite rightfully came up in a, an emergency basis with a huge economic package, 2.2 trillion dollars, and you know that the elements in there provide help to individuals, the $1,200 check, that's per person, 500 per dependent. The extended unemployment benefits, where if, you're, if, you're, if you get unemployment, if you go to unemployment because of the, <clears throat> pardon me, um, the virus, or the layoffs associated with that, in addition to your uh, help from Vermont unemployment, you get an extra $600 from federal unemployment, and that will not uh, cause any harm to the rating of the employer. You also get, in some cases, sick leave. And so the individuals are eligible for the checks, the, un the extended unemployment. And that unemployment, by the way, uh, applies to people who are independent contractors or folks in the gig economy. And then there's also going to be pardon me, a fund for our hospitals uh, whose bottom lines have been really hammered as a result of this and a fund for our states. 
in talking with Governor Scott, he's making it you know clear the obvious, and that is that the expenses that we that we have as a state have increased significantly, and the revenues have collapsed. Now, <clears throat> those are all things that are hopefully be somewhat helpful, along with the Small Business Administration uh, loans that can turn into grants. Uh, but then there's some provisions in there that I know you were advocating for to try to help you be helpful to your customers. Uh, you know, the flexibility that you're going to need uh, when there's a request for loan forbearance. Uh, if you, if you want to work with folks, how do you do that without getting hassled by regulators on safeness and soundness grounds? And I think the intent here is to uh, give flexibility, uh, but we've got to stay on that. Uh, secondly, I know that uh, you've got a very, very good relationship with SBA and want to be able to stay uh, involved in a very meaningful way um, on those programs. Uh, so uh, we want to make certain that that happens as well because the more you're involved, uh, I think the better it is for the implementation of the programs. Uh, so you are hopefully going to continue to play a central role in recovery, much like you played a central role in recovery uh, after the 08 uh, collapse. Um, you know, the uh, I've been on a couple of letters uh, that have been uh, requesting some uh, practical help that you guys uh, have proposed. You know, the verbal verification of employment, the continuity of income, submission of financial statements and reports, uh, title insurance, business community plans. I'll be there with you. Uh, that was one letter. Second, the second letter was the temporary appraisal requirement, flexibilities, the desktop appraisals. I mean, practical things that we need in an emergency situation in order for you to continue to provide assistance to your customers. So, Joe, I'll stop there, and we can open it up for uh, for questions and comments. But I do want to end with... A big thank you. Uh, you guys are uh, trusted community institutions, and you know this is a time when uh, people, I think, begin to appreciate professionalism. Uh, you can't do this on the fly or by gut instinct. This is something where you've got to be trained, you've got to be ready, you've got to have a culture of commitment, and you've got it. So I feel, as a citizen here in Vermont, much better knowing that we've got this, these. Uh, 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 credit unions all around the state that are so devoted to the well-being of their customers. So thank you, Joe. I'll turn it over to you. Well, and thank you for all your comments and your your work in in Congress, uh, Peter, on on all of this. Um, you know, it, it's a big stressful time for for everybody, whether you're inside the Beltway or out in rural Vermont or in New York City or wherever it may be. Um, and there's far more questions than there are answers. I know I was on a couple different teleconferences just before this one um, that were apprising us of some things from um, this CARES Act that just passed. Um, and they were already talking about phase four legislation coming up, um, mm -hmm. that, about discussion possibly coming from that. And there was this, this air that, or maybe it was something I read, I forget which, that um, you know, this Phase Three bill, the CARES Act, was more kind of propping up business, um, and that <clears throat> the next round is going to be more stimulating business. But but either way, that this 2.2 or 2.3 trillion, whatever dollar amount it is exactly, 
um, is just, uh, I don't want to say just the beginning, but there's going to be more that's going to need to be, be done. Um, and and I, I, you know, some people assumed that it was a ways down the road, but we also heard today that the speaker was going to be probably pushing things forward sooner rather than later. Um, well, I think, I think that's right. I, absolutely. I mean, look, here's what's happened. Uh, this virus spread to our country, and we had to take, I think a little bit late, but we had to take this social distancing action. None of us have been through this. And the, the health uh, suggestion, basically, is that the government order a shutdown. That's really what it boils down to. People not going to work, uh, people not socializing, not getting together in groups of 50. I mean, think of all of the events that you might have been planning on doing. My family was going to have an Easter uh, reunion like we always do, canceled. We were supposed to be back in Congress, canceled. We were supposed to have a Democratic retreat, canceled. Uh, the NCAA uh, championship tournament, canceled. So the economy's come to a halt here. People are, you know, trying to keep it going on fumes by staying at home. But the reason that it's come to halt is not because of some cataclysmic economic event, not because of uh, a cyclical downturn in the economy. It's a public health order in effect. So in order for people to comply, and it's important that each of us does, because the more of us that do, the safer we are and the safer we help other people be, who's going to pick up the, the financial burden of that? And this is an area where this is a time where I believe that fundamentally the federal government is the only one that has the fiscal capacity uh, to step in and help individuals, help small businesses, and help our states. So that's why we've got that $2.2 trillion, $2 .2 trillion program. And that's why it passed by unanimous vote in the U.S. Senate. I mean, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer were on the same page, and they both voted for it, and they're both bragging about it. But this is just to help people get through this time when we're uh, doing the social distancing. You know, folks who are paycheck to paycheck, they still have rent. They still have groceries they got to buy. And this legislation is going to help, but there'll be still a big challenge. And the point of looking down the horizon for when we are safely back at work is a recognition that this is going to put a pretty big dent in the economy, even with this help. And in fact, I think that's an opportunity to do the long-discussed but not never-delivered infrastructure program, the long-discussed but never-delivered broadband deployment in rural America. So uh, there is enormous interest. There's been a lot of work on the, the, what would be traditional economic stimulus, uh, and the time may be such that there is the political capacity to get that across the finish line. But first things first, we've got to get through this. And we've got our small businesses that I want to be there on the other side. There's the, uh, we've got all these nonprofits, like uh, just to mention a few, the Weston Playhouse, the Flynn Theater. I mean, every community has uh, some of these nonprofits that are essential to the well-being of our community. So goal number one is help people get through this, and you guys are going to play a major role in that. I'm sure our uh, Vermont member of Congress would love to hear uh, some of the things that all of the folks on the line, of which there's about 40 of you, um, are hearing from hearing and seeing with members and small businesses, uh, Vermont consumers and small businesses, and, and what you're experiencing yourselves and what steps you're taking to uh, help Vermont consumers and small businesses. So 
please don't don't be bashful. Please jump in and either share or or ask a question, folks. Anything's fair game. I think that Joe, this is Jean Guyard. Hi, Jean. Um, we all have a pretty um, we all have a very robust. Um, offering to our members to help them get through this. And what we've heard through the phone has been um, a lot of appreciation for um, acknowledging that, that our uh, members are going through a lot and that um, we want to help them financially uh, get to the end of this. So um, I think both on the business side, um, certainly in the um, side of uh, mortgage loans, being able to defer payments on those. Um, I think everything that we can do uh, to help them make it through has been uh, very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Jean. Uh, Joe, this is John Dwyer. If I could add on uh, to uh, what Jean is saying, I, I would just let the congressman know that uh, you know, we, we do service a lot of loans here at NEFQ, as you know, for Freddie and Fannie. Um, one of the things that uh, we are hearing from members and will be working with uh, the GSEs on uh, is that their current forbearance option, although that's pretty much their go-to option for consumers, uh, is a challenging solution when you consider uh, the payback time uh, required. So. Without getting into the weeds, I think it's important for you to know that uh, you know, credit unions in the state are working with their members to uh, resolve all kinds of payment types and, and waiving a number of fees. Uh, I think all of us have instituted uh, different programs to waive uh, late fees on loans, uh, NSF fees, uh, early withdrawal fees on CDs, those kinds of things. Uh, we are also uh, working with the GSEs to try to uh, provide uh, mortgage relief for literally um, what will be thousands of members uh, when you consider the broad impact that this is having. Um, so we are involved in, in working hard to try to influence that. Well, I really appreciate that, John. Uh, I really, really do, and I know your members do. When you say mortgage relief, could you describe what you have in mind by that? Uh, sure. One of the one of the most common requests we're getting, even over the last few days, uh, is simply, uh, can I defer a payment? Can I not make my April payment? Uh, and that sounds pretty easy. We have already committed, as Freddie and Fannie have, to stopping any foreclosures. We're not going to be reporting any delinquencies to the credit bureaus. Uh, we're waiving uh, late fees for mortgages. Uh, but for that member to get caught up, so to speak, in the current forbearance program, they effectively have about a year uh, to catch up on that payment. So in effect, they have to add one-twelfth of that payment for the next year. Uh, mm -hmm. That may sound pretty straightforward, but it can be very complex for a, a member at this point, or at, yeah. really at any point. Uh, yeah. So well, that's great. I'm I'm We're so trying glad to work you're working that. with folks. Yeah, well, well, thank you. And at the regulatory level, we've got to give you guys some forbearance as well because you're doing God's work here, helping us get through this. And uh, uh, anything we can do, there, a lot of us will work together bipartisan to try to get you the flexibility you need when you're helping us carry out uh, this rescue. So thank you, John. 
I, I can see, John, where adding one-twelfth of that payment, as you point out, is not as easy as it sounds, but then multiply that if it goes on two months or three payments or, you know, whatever, and it's... Well, yeah, we've, we've offered a, a, a mortgage relief program. In fact, pretty much everybody, I think, has got some form of payment uh, or short-term consumer loan, but uh, we're offering a mortgage payment program that uh, will pay three payments in a row and the member starts paying us in month four for three years to get caught mm -hmm. up on that. So we've extended it, uh, and it we pushed it out so we're not charging interest for those three months. Uh, but there's there's all kinds of ideas out there that people are doing. I think the key is that you know we're working with members uh, to try to find the best fit for their individual need. Right. Well, thank thank you, John. I heard interestingly today, you know, we heard we heard some stories going back to the past week or two weeks of some credit unions, and not too much, although some here in Vermont, but elsewhere in the country where, um, you know, some credit unions were experiencing excessive withdrawals. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it was fear or, you know, the toilet paper syndrome or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, people withdrawing $100,000 at a time or... There's a credit union in Maine that I heard that, that somebody withdrew a million dollars just to have it under their mattress at home. Um, and today on some phone calls, I heard some people uh, swinging from elsewhere in the country, swinging the other way, um, opining that, you know, when everybody or whoever uh, in, uh, across the country starts getting their, their piece of their $1,200 check or whatever it might be, um, that there might be a liquidity issue going the other way, that, you know, there might be an infusion of dollars into depository institutions. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and I don't know what the reality is of that. $1,200 by itself doesn't sound like a lot, but when you multiply it by all the people that are going to receive this, you know, it's, it's quite a bit to throw out on the street all at one time. Um, so that will be interesting to see what happens at, at that point here in Vermont. Joe, I think... Um it's Bob Morgan. I think two things. We we saw a for the first few days when the toilet paper thing was going around, there was a little bit of a, a run on cash. That that really has stopped. In terms of uh, the liquidity going the other way, you know, I can say that if consumers and members are placing their faith and trust in us to help them with their deposits to carry it through these emergencies. I think in unison we would welcome that, and we are appreciative that the public recognizes us as a secure place to place funds. So that's something I would encourage, um, and I think the group probably would encourage as well. Great. Other questions or commentary, anybody? So, Peter, do I understand that uh, is the house on, on break, so to speak, we are for a couple of weeks. Well, now. we are. I mean, we're subject to the social distancing rules too. You know, we we got right. uh, yes. The answer is yes. And I, with the president saying that this will stay in effect until uh, April 30, which I think most health folks think is optimistic. I expect that we're going to be doing our business remotely. And what it means, as a practical matter, is that a lot of the committee staff is there, and we're having telephone conferences. Uh, on a regular basis with committees and with our caucuses. 
but the bulk of our work really is going to be Vermont based, district based for 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 most of us. And uh, for instance, I've done a couple of press conferences with the governor. We're going to do a telephone town hall meeting. There's going to be just one group after another asking very practical questions about how do I get access to the help that's there. So there's going to be a, a real effort on our part to answer the questions that uh, you have, that individual Vermonters have, that small businesses have. You know, we we passed this uh, trillion dollar, two trillion dollar legislation in a week without committee hearings, and that just gives a sense of the scope of the emergency. But the rollout and the implementation, I mean, all of you know because of the work you do, how you have to have systems in place to make it work, to make it fair. You've got to do trial and error. There's going to be a lot of that, and our office will be working with Bernie and Patrick to try to help make that as easy as possible. So, Representative, uh, this is – uh, sorry about that, Joe. This is Rob. No, no. This is Rob Miller, rep- Representative. Is, is there anything that you are particularly interested in – knowing what's going on, uh, you know, from our activities out in the community, either what we're hearing from businesses or consumers, other than sort of the obvious. Is there anything that, you know, you'd like additional information on as we experience it that we can uh, funnel through your office? Well, you know, I know my interest will be the same as uh, Patrick and Bernie and and the governor's, and that is how are folks, uh, how are they, how are they doing? And, you know, there's a couple of programs here the checks to the individuals, the unemployment, how are families doing? But this is tough because even if you give forbearance and people have to postpone mortgage payments for three months and they've got catch-up. So your observations about what you're hearing from your customers, what you're hearing from the businesses, and how the programs that we are putting in place are working, because even if they work, it's not like normal. That's what is so distressing to me. Um, and practical suggestions on what we can do to improve it. And then what you see, and this is what I really worry about, if, and it depends on how long this goes on, my fear is that some of our wonderful nonprofits, some of our wonderful small businesses uh, are going to get to a point where they may get so discouraged they decide they just can't stick around anymore uh, in the hopes that they'll be able to flip the switch again. So practical information like that, you'll be the first to see it. And I know all of us would be really interested in getting feedback on that. Great. Thank you. I know we have a lot of people on the line. Any other questions or comments for Peter? Yeah, and I, I again, I just can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, it's a lot of stress to have responsibility for um, you know, running your credit unions, and uh, um, and it's much appreciated how you bear that burden uh, that just came out of the blue. But we're, you know, we're all in this. That is true. You know, every one of us can get this disease, uh, and it's, every one of us is probably by the end of this going to know somebody who did, uh, and um, the incredible anxiety that people feel about the health is magnified enormously when they really are wondering about financially how are they going to be able to get through this and it's the paycheck to paycheck folks that I really the, 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 the paycheck to paycheck folks and that's the majority of Vermonters um, and these small businesses that always operate on a thin margin uh, those are the folks I worry about the most 
is amazing how many aspects of everyday life and, and more specifically mm -hmm. credit union operations have been impacted by this far more than you would think on the surface. Yep. Yeah, it's all integrated and you see it when things start falling apart, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so our small examples here in Vermont, not, not on the federal level, but here in Vermont, we're, you know, we were dealing with things like in the recent week with the notary process. You know, great if we had a right. uh, online notarization, but we don't. Uh, so and orders were issued to have virtual witnessing, but that's better, but, you know, it's still not online notarization. Um, right. You know, and anything to do with town clerk's offices is, is uh, a challenge or can be a challenge. Uh, so many yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Congressman, this 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 John again. One more quick thought that uh, just for your education and and awareness, as you hear from uh, our fellow Vermonters, uh, all of us are also uh, at the same time dealing with a real uh, unheard of number of mortgage applications, given the rates that we're experiencing in this as well. Uh, so not only are we uh, working to try to deliver through drive ups and other revised system or deliveries. Uh, but we actually have had our highest uh, month of originations in the month of March ever. Um, so I, I know that wow. my peers are dealing with similar volumes. So it's a really, uh, you know, it's a good problem to have, I, I will say that. Uh, but uh, we are nonetheless, uh, you know, seeing a lot of commercial loan rate uh, modifications that borrowers are looking for, uh, consumers as well. Uh, in the long term, that will be beneficial for Vermonters. Uh, it's just a, a bit of an added challenge right now, uh, given the, the a lot of you know people working remotely, et cetera. So just a heads up, so you're aware of that at the present time. Yeah, thank you, John. Yeah, but I guess the silver lining, if we can figure out how to close those and people can refinance at lower rates, that's going to help. It will. Anything else, anybody? Hearing none, uh, Peter, I want to thank you very much for jumping on the line with us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, well, we're here. Us. You know, anything we can do, just we're phone call, we're phone call away. Anytime you want to do this again, um, I'm I'm here. So uh, we work for you. You work for Vermonters. We both do the same. So let's let's I, get I, through this. I know Patrick, your new chief of staff, has been very helpful to us and communicative, and so he's, Good. he's done a great job and. Uh, and we really enjoy having you represent Vermont Credians in Congress and all consumers. So thank you very much for your time. Today. Well, the feeling's mutual. Thanks, Joe. Good luck, all everybody. Right. And, and thank you. And don't get well. close. Keep the six-foot rule. Don't mess around. Very well. Um, I've got um, a few more things for you on my list. Uh, I mentioned a couple of teleconferences I was on today, and a lot of the discussion of those teleconferences with my peer na peers nationwide. Uh, and CUNA was focused on guidance from the Small Business Administration. I know we only have a handful of credit, even less than a handful of credit unions in Vermont that are uh, SBA lenders. Um, the new Paycheck Protection Program that you may have uh, seen some information about, at least in the COVID-19 updates that I sent out, probably the most recent one Friday, um, talks about $350 billion that's going into that program and going to be distributed, um, I guess, through the SBA. But the, the way it's going to get out to businesses is through banks, credit unions, and other types of lenders. Uh, we don't have any guidance from the SBA as of yet. Uh, that's expected in the next 
48 hours probably. Uh, I know CUNA and other national trades have been working at the federal level on getting some <coughs> very detailed guidance uh, from the SBA as to how the program is going to work differently than what the normal SBA loan process, SBA guarantee process is. Um, locally, um, Mike Pichek at DFR um, and the um, Darcy, uh, Darcy, and I forget Darcy's last name, but she was on the line with us last this time last week. Uh, the regional director, uh, Darcy Carter, regional director for Vermont's SBA program, have been going back and forth and, and laying some groundwork for communications that are going to go out to businesses uh, and also financial institutions uh, statewide about the SBA guidance whenever it comes out later this week, this week, or if it comes out this week. Um, what, I, what few pieces I can tell you about that I got from my national call is that, um, you know, although we only have a, a handful of credit unions of Vermont, and really by the numbers a handful of credit unions nationwide that are SBA-approved lenders, um, this new program is intended to make it possible for all uh, credit unions and all banks to be able to participate to some extent in this program. Um, and so although Darcy didn't have any specific answers on this today, uh, I have the impression from our national folks um, that there may well be some kind of streamlined process um, for participation by financial institutions, something different specific to this program. It sounds like in the past a lot of smaller institutions have been dissuaded from participating in SBA programs because of the amount of reporting and so on and so forth that's involved. I don't know if that's going to continue. It's possible that gets changed for this particular program. Um, my understanding, and some of you that are SBA lenders may know more about this than me already, um, that um, it's going to um, not count, or it's anticipated anyway, that these payroll protection loans that you make, because they're federally guaranteed, are not expected to count against the member business loan cap uh, for credit unions. Uh, so that would be a good thing, and it's all because they're federally guaranteed loans. Um, there's some question about uh, getting into the weeds about, you know, do you lend to um, a small business that is closed temporarily now, but what happens if they never reopen again down the road and those kinds of things. And I don't know if that's going to be addressed in the guidance that's going to come out later this week or not, but those are the kinds of questions that I've heard coming out anyway. Um, so as soon as we get some information on that program, I'll get it out to Vermont Credit Unions. Uh, it should be providing, I think I read someplace, that it should be covering about eight weeks of payroll for eligible businesses. Um, oh, and one other thing that, that was asked at a national level um, is that no credit unions can participate on the lender side, uh, but they cannot be a borrower themselves, um, in case anyone was wondering that. Um, a couple other things that we're working on, but just on the bleeding edge of it in Vermont, are that notary process, again, you saw in an update that I sent out last week, um, that um, a, a virtual witnessing process uh, was introduced statewide for notaries, um, but it, it doesn't do anything about putting the form that you're notarizing online and having an electronic notarization. Um, 
So I'm not sure that's going to come about anytime soon, uh, but the notary process has been improved somewhat anyway, and it's akin to what has happened in some other states. Um, the other thing I hear about going on in a number of other states that we started pursuing just today here uh, is the whole process of uh, trying to get liens uh, and title searches and all that kind of business online. Um, and I'm not sure the mechanics of getting that to happen. Uh, I think it varies a lot from state to state and from municipality to municipality. Um, but we haven't yet reached out to the Secretary of State's office to try to initiate that, but I think we will be doing that this week. Um, and to in try to come up with, whether it's the Governor's office or Secretary of State or whoever, to encourage municipalities to go down that path and do whatever they can to put uh, titles online so that they can be searched um, by folks like you and others. Um, and I referenced phase four legislation with Peter, you heard me talk about. Um, and as I said, we get word that Nancy Pelosi is at working on that already. Um, there are a couple, I don't know if they're credit union specific things, but of primary interest to credit unions, three things that came to mind. One is this $350 billion SBA 7A program that just got uh, funded. Um, it's expected that there will be more dollars earmarked for that SBA program in this next phase of legislation. Um, there is a push by uh, CUNA um, and by the bank lobbyists for Regulation D uh, threshold and reserving relief uh, in the next round of legislation. Um, apparently the Federal Reserve has come up with some kind of workaround for financial institutions um, so that they don't have to categorize uh, every transaction over six in those non-transaction non accounts um, as, as counting towards their Reg D reserve requirement. Um, but it's cumbersome and involves changes by data processors and so on and so forth. And it sounds like it's just not very workable or very practical for any financial institution. Um, so CUNA continues uh, to petition for just a waiver of that threshold altogether under Regulation D. And, and the last thing that I'll mention about Phase 4 legislation, the restaurant lobby group um, has been or is pushing um, for a waiver of or further reduction of interchange um, in this next round of legislation. Um, but they're taking the opportunity to, I suppose their argument must be, you know, we're under tough times and so on and so forth. We're being forced to take plastic because uh, everything's being done online. So um, we want to see interchange uh, either reduced or eliminated. Um, and that will, if something like that ends up in phase four legislation, certainly there will be a little bit of a battle uh, around that between some different interest groups. Um, questions from anybody? Well, that was the sum total of my list today. I see all 40 of you are still on the line. Um, and so thank you for bearing with us today. Let me put in a plug for the survey uh, that I referenced that CUNA is conducting nationally of what credit unions are doing. Uh, there are 10 credit unions in Vermont that have participated in that. We'd greatly appreciate it if you'd find a minute to participate in it. We'll put another link in the next COVID-19 update that goes out. Um, and beyond that, if you've got any questions or anything we can do for you at all, please, please, please 
uh, let any of us know on association staff. Um, there are a lot of resources that we've got that we can apprise you of uh, and information. It's just all buzzing around and it's kind of in a big mishmash right now, but we'll do the best we can to provide you with everything that, that we can. Uh, so thanks for being on the line today. appreciate it. Keep doing the good work that you're doing. Mostly stay healthy and stay safe. Thank you, Joe. Thank, thank, thank you, Joe.